<laughs> now I do what I want. <laughs> now I do what I want. <laughs> We've been in pre <laughs> been pre-production. Yeah, like everybody 40. know I'm at her. <laughs> he doesn't want me Marcus to get it out. <laughs> Car doesn't want me to get it out. That's money longer. <laughs> Different song, bro. Different producer. <laughs> We've been in pre-production 45 minutes talking on the mics. In the moment we come in to actually start, Kari talking about mic check. <laughs> we I, talk? I know you was a snitch. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. <clears throat> Thanks for letting the pod know, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody know. You don't snitch on me on the pod? Nope. Cap. <laughs> you might be a pirate. You might be a prat. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Are we ready to get into stuff though? We're here. I'm ready if you're ready. <sighs> Feels good being back to back again, right? Not like that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I'm in pot. Yeah, man. I'm what so are you talking about? <laughs> we are not back to back, bro. I'm it's on not, the other side of the couch. That's not what I meant. No. It's been a couple of pods since we've been able to pod Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday. We've had to, you know, there might have been a break. There might have been a vacation, something like that in between. So we've had to wait an entire week in between pods. I was saying it's glad. I'm glad to have back-to-back pods again. Jeez, man. Sorry. 2023, man. You really got to explain yourself these days. <clears throat> I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> you guys. Are you ready to start, though? All right, man. It's episode 271 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Let's get to the business. Yeah, that sounds good. You're coming in. Jeez. Same OG, but I've been low key. Hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals, and no G's, no wheels, and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles, and no skis. Mad at me, cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Did y'all think I'ma let my toe freeze? Hold please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you to ODs? Easy E's, ice cubes. And DOCs, nah, the nah, D-O-G's, D-O-G's, and a group that weed, said the police you a take for Dre didn't teach him how to smoke weed, did they? Uh, maybe. Chronic? He made the chronic. Who's the doc that he told you to go see? Y'all gonna listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turn pop or the fur flop. Y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all of y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish, and motherfuckers act like they forgot about Dre. So, what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Or anyone trying to bring trouble your way? One of his off things in the blood of your way? Just study your tape of NWA. One day I was walking by with a walkman on. When I caught a guy, give me an off without All right, man, we back in the fucking building. It's episode 271 of the Rise and Grind podcast. I'm Roderick. 
I'm Jakari. We back in the building, man. Like you said, episode 271. How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm fucking with that intro. Do you remember the days it was so important to have that Eminem chorus memorized? Like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it would come on on the radio and things like that. Yeah, man. Nowadays, everybody want to talk. They got some. You had to have it down, mm-hmm. man. Um, Video was everywhere as well. Every time you turned on the TV, Eminem used to be on like everywhere, bro. He was the original, like, oh, we're going to take him, use him as the poster boy for rap and market him everywhere. Yeah. He created Stan. You know what I mean? Like, even the whole fan base, the way people are fans today and the way they support the artists, like, that all came during that time. From Eminem. Yeah, from the track Stan. I know people that have said that, and I've asked them about Eminem. They don't even know that that came from Eminem. Like, they just know that Stan means you... You love someone a lot, and you'll do, like you, you go to bat for them. Yeah, you're yeah. obsessed. Yeah, um, but now how are you feeling? I feel good too, bro. Uh, this week <clears throat> moving fast. I had a good weekend overall. I know we left off Saturday last week. Uh, Sunday had a little get together for my pops' birthday. His birthday was this week on Wednesday. He turned fifty four. So over the weekend we celebrated, had some good food. Family stopped by, got to watch some football. The original plan was uh, Mom Dukes renting out them portable. You know, uh, DVD, like, uh, I'm sorry, like big movie screens that you put in your backyard. You set out lawn chairs and you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. That was the original plan. We were going to watch a movie by, um, it was called Spiral, starring Chris Rock. But the weather got bad. It ended up raining. It was it lightning and storming on Sunday night. So that got canceled. Like I said, we really just watched football the entire time and uh, just had some good food, fellowshipping, <clears throat> man. So that was cool. And then, like I said, my week. Work has been good. I'm tired this week. I will be honest with you on that. Um, but the week moving by fast. Moving into a new month as well. So I just feel good overall, bro. Like, my spirits is high. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's been a, a fast work week for me. Like you said, things ended on Saturday for us. I mean, of course, we dropped the Monday pie, but we recorded that on Saturday. Sunday, I had a lot of equipment that I was pretty darn excited you know um about coming in i've been on like a mission to redo my backyard so swing set like a new swing set um and this just sounds so old um (laughs) i have a new pellet grill that took fucking fucking forever to set up um and I got some things that I needed to get to mount the TV that I have going in my backyard because um, I'm mounting it inside a brick. So it's a, it's a different kind of process. Um, I got most of it set up. It's a great Sunday. I even went back to the store during the evening, um, bought some things to cook on the grill. <clears throat> it was raining by the time I put the shit on the grill, but... Got covering. Um, I really just wanted to test and see how my my shit worked. I, it was my first time actually having my own pellet smoking grill. Um, it was great. The assembly took fucking forever for like most of it, but it especially if you're doing it by yourself, I've put grills together with help. I've never done one by myself. I assume you were by yourself. Yeah, yeah, by yourself doing something like that, it will take up a lot of your time. And it's not like one of the old school grills where you can just screw the things together and it, it's it's pretty easy. You can still do that, but with like a 
a propane grill, which I don't use, or like a pellet grill, um, which is what I have, they're heavy as fuck. So like, oh, it's because they're electric. Yeah, there's so many moving parts. Like once I set up the actual grill, I had to hold the actual pellet like part mm-hmm. while I screwed it into the grill. Man, <laughs> needed some help. Yeah. yeah, bro, you need some help. <clears throat> right on. Like I said, I know that was difficult. All right, and I I was a dumbass. <laughs> the grill has two different decks on it. The deck at the top needed something for you to be able to hold it on so it could stay up. In place. I'm looking at the screws for it so it can go in. The instructions are telling me like to unscrew the screws that are already in it and then place it where they need to go. <laughs> Took me like forty five minutes to realize. <laughs> right behind me, I had the actual screws I could have just put inside. Um, <laughs> I got mad as fuck. I was about to say at, at that point, like, what do you do? That was gonna be my next question. It's did, like it's did like you take what, a break or like what, what's going on. It's one of those things where I was hard at work just trying to figure out how I do this one part of it because it was the last mission, like it was the last piece of setup, and I've been thinking on it for like forty five minutes, and then I turn around and I see what I've needed the entire time. <laughs> Um, Gotta be devastating. No, yeah, it was one of those like <laughs> suicides, cool type of thing. Don't do suicide, guys. But like for me, it was <laughs> for me. Yeah, it was. It was strictly for me. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. cool. But um, you pondered the, <clears throat> the thought. We got shit taken care of. The the swing is like a nice pine green. Man, come on, now. Yeah, green always hit, man. Yeah, man, looks great. That's what's up, bro. I sound live. I hope. Uh, I can't wait to see like the finished product. I know you're yeah, still I'm working gonna, on. I'm it, invite but... the guys over. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have a barbecue. Of course. Oh my gosh, man. Of course. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the weekend. Um, work week. That's flying by. Here to pot, man. Yes, sir. Any uh, weekend plans? This weekend, do I have weekend plans? Nah. Um, watching college football. Watching the NFL. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> no, do you? No, nah, I started to think as well. This that's the same. Really, just football. Um, that's all I've been doing honestly since football season started. I'll probably take pops out to eat somewhere this weekend just because we weren't able to do nothing like on Wednesday. Um, so that. But right now, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. This is a question I'm just gonna ask because I've been seeing a lot of people say it. Does Deion Sanders in Colorado have you way more locked into college sports than you've been before? Uh, a little, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I won't give it fully because I've always watched. You've always been in sports. There. Yeah, uh, college sports, well, college man. sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially football, just because I like to see the up and coming talent. But um, <clears throat> I will say, as far as the way that I have supported someone specifically or a team more spe- specifically in college football. I haven't wanted someone to really win more than I wanted them boys at Colorado to win. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I'm a UT, Texas Longhorn fan, you know, to the day I died growing up. Like, I watched <clears throat> the Vince Young game. You know what I'm saying? I can remember that. So, I remember the Cole McCoy days. So I'm Man, a huge fan. I remember that fucking Vince <clears throat> Young game. Right. Anyways, but um, they started to fall off, you know, and I, I fell off. And then, like, now I'm still a Texas fan. I know they're doing good, but... The point that I'm making again, I really wasn't rooting for anyone in college football like I am for them now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm just a fan of the game, bro. Like, I just like to see the competitiveness. I love in college football how it can always be an upset every week because they just be doing stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's been exciting for real uh, because of them. And then, like I said, it's just football, bro. I'm just loving all the, we're not dancing. We're not doing that internet shit that they're doing over there. We're not doing it for clicks. We're playing straight up <laughs> fucking fundamental football. All right, let's kick their nigger asses, all right? Thanks, bro. Seeing a lot of true colors from people. Yeah. But yeah I mean, no, what, no, no. Everybody's showing their true colors. Yeah, like what can we expect, though? It's like anytime <clears throat> someone black gets a little power or gets a little popularity, it's like people always trying to turn it into a race thing. Like, they just having fun. Why are they doing that to Dion, man? Because it's Dion, bro. You know how that go. He is making this shit commercial as fuck, though. Like, I like it. I know. I like it. Yeah, I really do. Some people don't appreciate... Maybe they don't appreciate that about the, the NCAA. Okay. Like, they don't want that coming into their league. Yeah, it's just the thing. Like, it's it's so front page now. This has always been happening. People always been getting paid under the table... The top schools always get the best recruits, but now that people can, now that the athletes can start making this money and everybody can start making an <clears throat> image for themselves, it's all in your face now. You know what I'm saying? Dion's actually doing everybody a, a favor. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he, he really putting on for the next generation. Because keep it a hundred, all of those boys won't go to the NFL. They gonna make some bread now, though. Yes, sir. As long that's as the I'm beauty of it. As long as I'm a buffalo. <laughs> that's the beauty. I'm gonna make of it. some bread. Yeah, that's the beauty of it for real. That's why I say I can't you can't hate on it. Like you really a hater. Like honestly, for the people who whatever, you may not like Dion, that's fine. You may not like the Cowboys or whatever. You may not like Shador and everything that's been going on. <clears> but like to me, if you really can't support this, like I really feel like you're a hater. Me like too. they really just just being them, playing football, they winning. I'm like, damn, just let just let them do do their thing. And on top of it, to take back a little bit of what I said about them going to the pros, if Dion's able to see out his vision, a lot of them will go to the pros. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, bro, they, they just getting started. They're going to start getting hella recruits who are going to go pro. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, like, just, just wait. Give them another year or two, bro. Colorado going to be a powerhouse. Yeah, this wasn't one of those, give me a year or two at JSU and I'm moving somewhere nah. else. No, we here. We building something. Here. No, yeah, we we here. We built. Give him a year or two. He even he said we need about six, seven, eight more dogs, and we set. But yeah, shout out to them boys, man. They gonna need a new quarterback soon. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Dion don't want them boys to go, but <laughs> that guy's out of there. <laughs> I think he stay. Maybe one more. Yeah, that's all he got. He a junior. Oh, where is he? Yeah. No, nah, he got to get out of there. No, not this year. He stay till next year. If he stay till next year, he's number one pick. How many more L's do you think they got coming toward the season? Uh, you think they beat USC on, some, uh, on no. Saturday? They're going to lose to SC this weekend. Uh, and then they schedule kind of light after that, so that may be the only game they lose. Maybe one more. You just know how college football goes. I don't see them losing like more than four games. I still see them making a bowl game. They win every game. like After SC. No, but I'm, I'm talking about like if they were to win uh, – and. Farfetch. Mm. If they beat us, he goes. To the <laughs> Come on. Nah, yeah, that'll be a conversation for real because he's going up against the I was, the number one. I was pick, gonna say right? because they, they they're gonna see somebody for real, for real when they when they go to the ball. Yeah, yeah. Let him win the ball. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, come on now. Come on now. That's the beauty of it. Just get <laughs> just sit back and watch it happen, bro. For real though. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I'm like, imagine me completely wrong. Oh man. <clears throat> Shout out them boys though. Absolutely, man. NFL football though, how you been feeling? How your your team? <laughs> how you feel about your team? How you feel about your team? Shit, I feel absolutely disgusted with my team's performance on Sunday. That ruined my day outside of the celebration no, I we actually, had for my pops. I actually feel good. We 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 beat the Raiders. Damn, nigga. Y'all be who? The Raiders. Oh, yeah, that was a cold game. Y'all had the night game. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. Devontae went off, bro. Y'all almost didn't win. Let's bring you up. I tried. Shit, you just started talking over me. My fault, bro. My fault. But uh, nah, the game on Sunday was horrible, bro. We we play like shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) For real. It's just, it's frustrating because I'm at the point now where I'm like, bro, um, I'm always be a Cowboys fan. I always support, you know, the players. But like, <laughs> I'm at the point now where I'm like, bro, we gotta do something. Gotta change. I watch all y'all's games. I get frustrated for y'all, bro. Like, we gotta win. It's too much talent on the field for us not to win and be competitive from week to week. I just don't get it. It'd be frustrating, bro. So I'm at that point where I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't keep rooting for these niggas, man. Like, I, I'm gonna be a fan. I'm not saying that, but it's just like something gotta shake, bro. Y'all's defense got blew up every fucking play last last Sunday. Yeah, bad. Like them thirty yard run. You got this, <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm talking about right right up the middle. Oh my. <laughs> like, and he's going for forty right up the middle. Like that's just getting punched in the mouth. That's the that's the frustrating part, bro. That's just the D line getting pushed back. That's frustrating. That means we not even trying. We're getting punked. <laughs> Like bro, you get punked. <laughs> That's why that shit be <laughs> man. Say this was getting big runs. <laughs> bro, every time they touched it, he was running for <laughs> crazy numbers. <laughs> and he's I'm going like, for seventy eight yards. My life, bro. That nigga Daryl Johnson is mad in the bitch. <laughs> you know you're a former cowboy, right? So niggas be mad when they gotta call the Cowboys games and we don't be winning. Like, man, this is the worst shot I've never seen. Oh, man. He won three rings. So, you know, they don't be playing like them Super Bowl champions, nigga. They be pissed off. That's <laughs> how I be feeling. That's funny. It's not funny. Yeah, but. yeah. But, I mean, it's 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 week to week, man. Moving on. We got the Patriots this week. Zeke coming back to Dallas as a visitor for the first time. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, he going to stomp on y'all. I ain't going to lie to you. He going he gonna to give it to y'all. We'll see. He on the way back. Come on. Yeah, man. I expect a dub, though. God damn it. Um, is he going to come back train this year? He Not right now. I haven't been watching him play. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let's move on. We got music. Are we ready to talk music? Or do we have more news? No. All right. Let's talk music. Um, we are still in the midst of the promo run for For All the Dogs, Corey. Um Got maybe like two or three weeks, right? Something like that. October 9th. Is that the day we're waiting on? I believe so, yeah. Um, in the meantime, just to amp up with some promo, Drake and Charlemagne the God are going at it. What the what did you did you see this? Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of it. Do you have more info on it? I saw some tweets 
or some some Instagram story captions, but I don't know what arose from what. Are these from all of these old posts of Charlemagne? Yeah, so I really don't know where it started or originated from either. I do just know on, you know, his show in the morning, he got on there and addressed how every time Drake puts out a new song, he always comes in to start some beef with Drake to promote a song. And that that is how it started. He was on his podcast right. with Andrew Schultz, and he started talking about how the new track with SZA came out. And he said no one cared about it. That's nah, now it's starting to to come go. back to my brain. There you go. Yep. Um, thoughts on that? Um, I agree with him a little bit. I don't want to say the song just came and went, but I think at the start it had a lot of hype on it, a lot, a lot of hype, and I don't think it lived up to the hype. Not to say that it's a bad song by any means, um, but I think. We expected more from a lead single for an album that's supposed to be the greatest album that you've put out and God knows when. You know, I think that's just what it is for me. Even when the song first came out, I was having this conversation as well. Um, I was saying, like, I really just can't relate to what Drake was saying. Like, it, it didn't hit me like the first time I heard Take Care. It didn't hit me the first time I heard Nothing was the same. Like, you know, some of those slow songs where it's like, bro, I feel every lyric in what he's saying. But I had to sit back and ask myself, is it me? Is it because I don't feel this music no more? I don't really give a fuck what these niggas got going on or what they saying. I'm like, or is the music just not hidden like how it used to? Oh, I will leave that up to interpretation while I tell my part of it. When I heard this, in the same kind of fashion, I went, oh, shit. I'm not the only one that felt that way. And it's kind of a 50-50. It's a this way, maybe that way. It could go both ways because when this track dropped like dropped on that Friday, I didn't listen to it on, F- on Friday at noon. I might not have listened to it Saturday. I, I only listened to it proceeding or or leading up to the pod because I knew we had to come in and pod about the biggest song that dropped this week. I had to listen to that new Drake. We had to talk it. But other than that, I wasn't even in the mood to listen to it. But mm-hmm. why I was saying it's 50-50 is we're almost seven days into the song dropping and it's sitting, or we, we're past seven days into the song dropping, my bad. The song's sitting at number one in the world. It's the number one song in the world. So it either really has some substance to it that we haven't cracked into yet, or that was Friday at noon clicks. And I, I lean towards the it was Friday at noon clicks. I love Drake. I love SZA. But um, I'm glad to know it wasn't just me. That track wasn't hidden, and I wasn't excited for it either. Yeah, another thing that Charlemagne said in that uh, clip was like what I kind of mentioned as far as what we were expecting for the lead single for an album that's titled For All the Dogs. He was saying, you expect something hard. You expect something trap leading off an album titled that. Drake gave us a a slow harmony R&B song. And it's just like, again, if you tell us it's going to be an R&B album, then... 
we're okay. Yep. But again, we're left in the blue. It's for all the dogs. It's supposed to be tough. All this other shit. And it just wasn't. I think he was correct in that aspect. Like, yeah, I think we expected something harder. It's cool as Drake and Scissor. I said this before. We knew it was going to do numbers. That's a given. But it's like, bro, when is the music really going to stick? Drake's music ain't really been sticking. Except for Sticky. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know how sticky it gets. Bro. Um, no, you might have some you might have some some truth to that. What Drake has some songs that that are stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not all across the board, obviously. It's Drake. Because some of his his one hitters, like I even said Search and Rescue, that was one of that's been one of my favorite Drake songs in the last couple of years. There's a few more that we can name, but I mean he's always gonna have the substance, but just like the overall album rollout process, um, leading you know back to CLB, even views. Um, it just, I'm sorry, Scorpion. It just ain't been what we were expecting it to be. It's like every time we get hyped up about it, it goes another direction, and we kind of let down, you know. And it wasn't his fault the last two times, but this one, what it, when he pushed the album back, that did it for me, bro. I'm like, I don't give a fuck no more. No, I still care. I just um, the track that dropped with Scissor. I, I don't care about that at all. Like if if we have a clear understanding of where this this album is going, that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you can't expect that from Drake because he dropped Certified Lover Boy, and it doesn't sound like anything that would come out on an album called Certified Lover Boy. You would expect that one to be the softer album. Yeah. Whereas for all the dogs dropping, you expect that to be the trappier, harder album, but mm-hmm. we're getting R and B. This song would have been perfectly fine, and probably still would have went number one if it wasn't the lead single. If he just uh, dropped this on the album, and first day you don't even know who's featured on it, you playing that bitch and you hear Scissor for the first time, people would have loved that. Yeah, I well, think I think we needed something harder. Or if we would have dropped this as a single after your first one. We could have still taken this as a single. Just we need a hit. This is a hit, but but it ain't. I know what you mean. Anything Drake drops it. right now is gonna be a hit. Yeah, this one. <clears throat> this one I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling. Like I said, there was no attachment to this one for me. Even the lyrics. I mean, he he got. You know, was, he has those little bars, uh, wires on wires, like like Idris. No, but you're right about what you said. Drake is known for being like if. People don't really realize how much of poetry rap is. You feel like Drake has gone through exactly what you have gone through when you hear him rapping. Like, he'll boil it down to the exact shit that's gone down in your relationship, your relationship. Yep. Like, like, damn, Drake, you went through that shit? <laughs> um, Almost to the name of your bitch. Absolutely no, no cat. Like, wait, you you fucked her? I was like, damn, you know Courtney too. Like, uh, hey, hey, like, hey, <laughs> sheesh. Um, but um, it just doesn't it, it doesn't do the same thing with this track. Uh huh. Yeah. And like I said, um, I don't know if it's me. Maybe it's me, or maybe Drake's music just is not the same anymore. No. You know what I mean? Can't be. But maybe it's me, man, for real. Maybe I'm at the point where 
I'm older now, more mature. I really don't look to the music to to get me through as much as I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about things like that. Like, I used to lean really heavy on, on music sometimes, and I still do. Don't get me wrong. I need it, but I'm talking about, like, leaning, like, nigga. Why you gotta, it, why you gotta fuck shit up like that? Getting through, like, everyday, like, hard life situations. I can remember specific times in my life simply because of the music that was out at that time. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that where I think about, like, now, bro, shit don't be hitting me like that. And that's why I'm like, maybe it's me. Fucking up life, bad, bro. bro. Like, why are you fucking up life for people? Because <laughs> hey, now man. I'm sitting here realizing I'm like, man, I leaned on music from 2008 to maybe 2019. I leaned on music really hard for everything. Um, everything, everything, whether it was like my good times, my bad times, my relationship shit, um, getting girls, um, clothes I'm going to wear, designer brands that I want, jean brands that I want, even as a fucking kid. I just don't do that shit anymore. I don't rely on music and what fuck. And nowadays, you can't with these fucking rappers. Like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually do that shit back say, then. Yeah, they're they gonna lead you down the wrong path today. Absolutely. But <laughs> um man, yeah, I just don't rely on music like I used to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it maybe it is that. Maybe it is us, bro. Because I look at some of the kids and how they enjoy and take to the music, or even like the Drake that comes out today, they eat that shit up. I'm like, man, if you were around in, in twenty thirteen, <laughs> or if you were around in two thousand eleven or ten, like you would know a different fucking animal in a lot of these rappers. So nowadays, we're just like, yeah, man, they got some new music out. And yeah, we'll see when that album gets here. <laughs> when that shit come out again? Oh, all right. October 9th. <laughs> um, what's your favorite Drake album? No. <laughs> what is your favorite fucking Drake? Nah, but um, I'm sorry. I hate to stay in Drake. We have to stay here, though, just because yeah, we've been yeah. talking about his hit records of course, the new track with Scissor just went um, number one. So he's now tied for like fifth place with Madonna and I believe somebody else for like fifth, I, yeah, like fifth most number ones mm-hmm. in Billboard history. Yep. If he takes one more number one track, he'll beat Michael Jackson or he'll tie Michael Jackson. My apologies. He's one more track away from tying Michael Jackson's number one billboard, um, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Do we care about this? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's just an, a huge accolade. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at the people that are in that like top five, it's the Beatles, it's Madonna, it's Michael Jackson, then Drake Mariah is in that Carey. conversation, Mariah Carey. So, yeah, you talk about some of the greatest artists that have ever lived. Uh, so it's definitely something cool, definitely something that, not everybody gets, obviously. So, <clears throat> all right. If if LeBron were to get to six rings, would we call him better than Michael? Like, period. Like, undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah, yes, sir. That's all he ever need. Kobe gets seven rings. Boom. <laughs> Boom. If Drake gets two more, two more number ones, he's better than Mike Jackson. 
Now, you know, um, a few weeks ago, we had this conversation. I was saying, like, Drake is, like, the biggest artist i ever seen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you were saying Mike Jack was the biggest you've ever seen. Hey. I was like, hey, <laughs> Drake may be, <laughs> he may be better than Mike Jack, man. Like, on paper, like, hey. Man. Can't argue with the numbers, bro. Drake being better than Michael Jackson sounds absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But hey, do the numbers lie, Corey? You know, I, w- I was always told, even as a little kid, that the numbers never lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, once you put the pen to the paper, yeah. it can't be a lie. I guess it's Drake greater greater sign <laughs> MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Which really makes a bigger question, Corey. What's that? Drake or Harry Styles. Boy. <laughs> Come on, that's the king of pop. Stop, bro. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm losing myself right like, now. What are you doing? I'm losing right myself now. right now, man. Like, I was so disappointed. I just said, <laughs> stop, bro. Like, what, what's going on? He's the new king of pop. There's only one king of pop, man. Drake. Harry Styles. Oh, <laughs> see? see, that's why we gotta have this battle. Ah, <laughs> we need niggas to settle this once and for all. Yeah, they gotta get on the versus stage. Yeah, bro, for real, for real. October sixth, I got the correct that you were saying at night, so I just want to make sure we got that correct. October sixth, so next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, cor- correct me in front of everybody one more fucking time, bro. I swear to God, Come on, bro. I'm just trying to get us right, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Just trying to get us right. Uh, where are we at with it next? Uh, Usher. Usher's been all in the news this week, Kari, because he has just been announced as the Super Bowl halftime show headliner. Yes, sir. We will be receiving the full fucking works from Usher this February. And along with that, he's announced he's dropping a, a full studio album, the one we've been waiting on all along from Usher, entitled Coming Home. Ah, it feels so fucking good, man. Hey, man, it ain't confessions too, but tell me how how you feeling. As a day fucking one Usher fan? Yeah. As like Usher, like number one? Yeah. Corey, I can't wait for this, man. (laughs) I cannot, I can't, I can't believe this. And the cover art is already out. The track number set is already out. There's going to be 20 tracks. The cover art, it already looks like some of the pictures that I, I remember seeing from 8701. Like, it already has that kind of look on it, man. Oh so, like, what the fuck do you niggas <laughs> think is going to go on, bro? <laughs> I can't wait. Why does he have a peach... His hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's for the ladies. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> Shit, I'm asking. I don't know. Bitches love peaches? Maybe it's a Georgia peach thing. Ah, uh, coming home. Oh. Uh, Come on now. He coming home. <laughs> That's corny. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Chill out. I man. love Usher, man. That's corny. I can't even say that, though, because he'll take your bitch. Quick, quick. Day of the week. Let us stop. Yeah, yeah no. Rock. <laughs> I don't know, but like here scenario, Roger goes being me. Um, man, come on now. <laughs> he can't take my bitch. 
<laughs> can, he, can, he, can, he, can he take your girl at the concert? Nah, bro, that shit ain't taking my bitch. I'm my mom. <laughs> I'm my mom, and if he do, he can. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get out what I really wanted to say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna call out her name. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you low down dirty <laughs> man. That is fucking funny, man. Nah, but I should be the one to do it, man. Yeah, he he'll bring that out of you for real, bro. Man, yeah, for real. But you, um, you thought it was gonna be oh my fault. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. You thought it was gonna be a good night. You went to the concession stand. <laughs> You had the nachos. Your girl didn't had a few drinks, man. She feeling it. Usher, Usher makes his way through the fucking crowd. Oh, my God. She lose her mind. Oh, my fuck. He's going to stop over here. <laughs> At that moment, you know, you've got a fan girl on your hands. Nope. Um, Situation. Oh, my God. She's going. Bro, I don't want to beat the shit out of Usher, bro. <laughs> For real. And like, nigga, in front of me, dog. Yeah, like, you no, know, just imagine the tight vibes. Y'all leaving, walking out, big ass security guard, nigga, type mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. It's your girl, like, hey, Usher, like, he would like to have you in the back. See, it's the in the back for me. Yeah. Like, just, she can go to your section where I could see y'all. Not him. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to the back. Hey, look, if you go back there with Usher, I promise to God, I promise to God we broke the fuck up, man. So you ruined this shit over one fucking night. Life. You got to let her know. For real, for real. Most women are going to go back there with Usher. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you. Absolutely. For sure. You're going to... Not mine, though. <laughs> You're gonna drive home in <laughs> whatever mid-sized vehicle you drive in my Honda <laughs> without your girlfriend. She gonna be in us uh, just Bugatti, and that hurt, man. Hey, bro. No text reply. Next morning. Good morning. <laughs> Ain't no good morning, bro. <laughs> like what you talking about? Leave my number. Who is this? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Who is this talking to me Do right I now? Know you? <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> Whose fucking number is this? Get lost. <laughs> Bro, telling her to get lost is funny as hell. I was sitting back oh, three characters. <laughs> Ill, period. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. But anyways, back to the conversation, though. Getting the news that Usher is going to be headlining the Super Bowl, I was very excited about that because they've been killing it, bro. The last three years, we had Rihanna. Shout out Jay-Z. We had the whole West Coast connection there. Snoop Dogg, Dre, Eminem, uh, The Game, Kendrick, 50. 50. You know what I'm saying? Like It's been nice, bro. So now to have Usher come do his thing, who you know Usher is a great fucking performer. That's all I'm excited about. We know he got hits. That's regardless, but... Usher knows how to rock a stage. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, bro, he going to put on a show and you dropping an album? Like, he doing it the right way. This is what we wanted Rihanna to do. We didn't Absolutely. get the, the music. It's fine. But uh, yeah, bro, this is big news right here. Usher is the perfect person for this 
not only because he has so many songs, but they're they are such of wide ranges. He has pop hits that go fucking crazy in the oomps oomps clubs. He has R&B hits that go crazy. He has rap tracks that are going to go crazy. And he has so many different collaborations he can bring out. And those artists can drop some music that weekend and get some money. Like, you know Lil John's coming out, right? Ludacris is coming out. Yeah, bring the Eastside Boys too. Oh, do you think <laughs> you think the Eastside Boys come out? Maybe. <clears throat> I don't think so. Nah, nah. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> I don't think Jay Z's playing that niggery on stage. Um, who else do we have? The oh 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 oh. Come on, you can expect a lot of that. He's gonna run through everything. Yeah. You couldn't be more right though when you're saying somebody who's like the perfect fit for what they want the Super Bowl performance to be because I know it's hard because you got to pick an artist who is predominantly in one genre. But if you can get somebody, like you said, who is in one genre but has been able to cross over and be a star, be an icon in those other genres, Usher is the perfect fit for that, bro. You are absolutely right. Um, If we can start thinking some tracks we can think of, what are some that that you're for sure – He's going to play. I know some that, guys, us, our culture, hip-hop culture, R&B culture, <clears throat> do not expect him to play nice and slow. It's not happening. The 7 o'clock, I know you want it. It's not happening. It don't fit the Super Bowl. It's not happening, guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. The What's the name of the song with Lil Jon and Ludacris? Yeah. Yeah. It's getting played. Absolutely. Um, these, let, it, let it burn Yes Confessions DJ got us falling in love again mm. That's getting played for sure Um, Superstar Yes Do we see Alicia Keys Probably Hell yeah you see Alicia Keys It started when we were younger You were mine Yeah that'd be tough My boo <clears throat> <clears throat> Man, he got so many different songs though. Like we can name this nigga whole catalog. I don't think you get the really, really early ones. I think you get eighty seven oh one and on. Um, you might get one track from my way. The um, you make me wanna be the one I'm with. You get that one. Yeah. I don't think you get any other ones from my way. Nice and slow. Oh, you said you're not gonna do nice and slow, you're right? Not yeah, nice. you're right. I just want to take it nice and slow. Is he gonna grind on stage no. like the old usher? Baby, tell me what you want to do. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm ready like June to <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, climax? Do we get Climax? Probably not. No, Corey, come on now. We get Climax, right? I don't know. Maybe not. That's like, what about Love in His Club? Like, I don't even think you get that one. Maybe it's too vulgar for him. Yeah, Maybe. Um, but if Climax doesn't come on, I promise you, Pod, I will sing it to you myself. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> no, I'm just, not. Um, that's Will I Am on that. Oh my God! By the way, Will I Am is definitely going to be there. I can see it. They would they would have him there if Jay Z wasn't there. 
Like that's who his that's who the twenty twenty three pick would have been if Jay Z wasn't. Can we get Will I Am to do <laughs> a whole set? Oh, they're coming soon. You know that, right? When they run out of options, black eyed, <laughs> the black eyed peas, black eyed peas is headed yeah. there. Um, but I'm excited to see this, and I'm excited for this new Usher album. Couldn't be more excited. To be yeah, completely for honest. sure, man. Excited for him finally to like put a bow <clears throat> on this this run that he's been on you and know? a date. Yeah, bro, it's, it's been a long time. I know the last album was what 2018, I think. Uh, it's been a very yeah. long time, bro. He's been teasing music. We've we've gotten hits, but now we finally, like you said, have a date. We have confirmed track list, um, or at least the amount of songs. So yeah, bro, just looking forward to it. Can't wait to hear that when it comes out in February. Same, 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 same. Um, let's go ahead and move on from there. We were talking about R&B stars, the greatest. Uh, we just talked about Usher. Let's talk about Chris Brown. We got the craziest fucking headline I've ever fucking seen. Just this past week, Corey, Chris Brown is being sued by Popeyes <laughs> for a $2 million loan that is unpaid. What in the fuck? <laughs> if you don't read into the details, this sounds absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. This sounds almost like Chris Brown w- w- went to like Popeye's Financial or some shit and was like, hey, I need a cool two M's. Can we finance this? It almost sounds as well kind of like a stick up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe he held the Popeye's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Um, and that's a lot of locations because they're not just holding two mil. Two million. <laughs> he must have like 15 of them. But if you really dig in, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nigga, all Popeyes on alert. <laughs> nah, man. Um, I am but alert on the Popeyes, bro. What's wrong with this guy? My fault. But if you, re- uh, if you really dig into the details, they're over a franchise loans. Um, so it, it almost as if Chris Brown sought to purchase Popeyes stores and own them as franchise uh, franchises. He got a two million dollar loan for construction or to build those um, those stores and get them up and running and start production on those. Have them open, yada yada yada, and have okay. them functioning. Okay. But um, he has not started production on any of that. He's just you know taking a two million dollar loan. So now it's time to cash in. <laughs> they want their money back. Uh. <clears throat> Thoughts? <clears throat> I mean, they're not wrong, but nah, yeah, I'm just saying. But as far as like Chris Brown's circle, uh, they're gonna get the money. I mean, they're they're gonna settle this. It's not gonna go all the way through. They're gonna pay the money back. Come on now, or they're gonna open the Popeyes. <laughs> and the bigger thing, I mean, the best thing they could do is settle this like outside of court. He takes like whatever he has, the two million dollars, opens these Popeyes, and promos the shit out of it. I mean. Come on now. Win-win. Well, he know that we don't know about Popeyes. Why he don't want to open them joints up? Yeah, no. Like, what's what's, <laughs> what's, what's in those new hot and spicy wings, yo? What's what's the inside gig, man? What was in that Popeye sandwich, yo? <laughs> Maybe that's when he was trying to get in on it, and then, like, the, the decline went down. He was like, man, fuck them Facts, Popeyes. nah, because this dude sound like some PPP-ass shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, them sandwiches going crazy, man. Open, like, six of them bitches. Yeah. <laughs> we going to run it up in Virginia. They were like, man, you only need, like, Hundred thousand to open one, nigga. They gonna, they gonna give you like two mil, like, nigga. You can go get a loan, right? Like two now. mil. Popeyes gonna give me that shit. 
Man, open like man, open the motherfuckers oh, up, man. Bro. <clears throat> you it's got Maurice. Yeah, man. It's your ass down somewhere. We started doing clubhouse and shit on like during the pandemic. He forgot about Popeye, you know. Fast forward to 2023, boom, two million dollar lawsuit. Yeah. This will get settled though quickly, like you said. I think it's kind of embarrassing though. These are things that you don't really want to see get out because of the headline, like you said. Because it, again, if you just see this headline, because that me, it's I'll misleading. Be yes, seeing it, I'm like, bro, what the hell he didn't got into at a Popeyes location? Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck do you get a loan from Popeyes? Right. Like, and we do this pod shit, so it's it's upon us to click. And read the article. And I mean, it's upon everybody, but we kind of have to to deliver the information. 90% of people are just going to read the headlines, laugh, take that information in, and go on. Yeah. That's exactly <sighs> what happened. <laughs> A lot of people are just going to think he he's, he just, he's he owes money <laughs> to Popeyes because he, they gave him a loan. Like I said, he just he held up about 15 to 20 different locations, <laughs> bro. <laughs> And accumulated two mil. That's all that is. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, man. But like I said, that'll get settled, bro. Not too much worried about that. It's actually, like you said, could be turned into something that he could use as good publicity. Publicity, I'm sorry. Uh, imagine Chris Brown having a deal, bro. He need a meal deal. Everybody could get a meal deal. Let him do something at Popeye's. Yeah, um, until he recoups that two mil, he's not getting a meal deal. <laughs> a meal deal. <laughs> for, um, for real. Man, I'm still I'm still pushing those hot and spicy wings over Popeyes. You ain't had those yet? Yeah, nah, you did tell me. What was that? You told me, I think last weekend you said something about it. They got the ghost pepper wings and they got the hot and spicy wings. Or the sweet and spicy wings, I'm sorry. The sweet and spicy wings are going fucking crazy, Corey. And it's actual like drums. Drums and wings. And wings. Yes. Right. Going nuts. I would eat it if it was just a fucking regular Popeye's chicken with the sauce. Is that good? Shit. Matter of fact. <laughs> that bitch right. Matter of fact, next time I go in that bitch, just give me regular chicken. Give me a bunch of that goddamn sauce, my boy. Yeah. Extra fries. That's up there. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. The IRS is cracking down on Ticketmaster, Corey, StubHub, and a lot of those big major um, ticket-selling organizations and websites for concerts, sporting events, betting events, a lot of those. Um, there are new tax laws that have just been signed and put into place. Okay. So previously, <clears throat> everybody's been able to do a whole lot of making money on Ticketmaster and StubHub based off of reselling the tickets. You may be able to buy a, t a Taylor Swift ticket for $250, but sell it for almost $2,000. And people are making a lot of money on there. And, of course, the IRS tracks everything that makes a whole lot of money or everything that makes any kind of money. So they saw this, and it's time to start collecting on it. Um, and... We've seen over the past year how reselling on Ticketmaster has gone out of control. It's gotten fucking insane. Something had to be done anyway. Um, <clears throat> so usually, most people would only be taxed on the money they made based off of reselling tickets if they made over $20,000 reselling. They've made drastic changes 
So now if you make anything over $600 reselling tickets, you will you will have to report that in a 1099 in your taxes in a it, you'll have to owe that or whatever part of it you'll you owe. Yeah, yeah, it says <clears throat> you'll owe additional taxes if you made a profit by selling the ticket for more than you paid for it originally. I mean, so yeah, either either way it, it um it was what I was saying because mm-hmm. if you had the ticket and bought it for 200 and sold it for 200, you're good. But any profit that you make once you get to 600 plus, you get it. You're going to have to uh report that on your taxes. They're going to yeah. send you a 1099. Yeah, yeah. So kind of 50-50 here. I, I see both sides. I see us needing some type of regulation again when it comes to this reselling market, whether it's fashion, tickets, whatever the case may be. It's gotten out of hand in a lot of areas. You see people exploit the market. You see prices get shot up. And real fans can't really, you know, have the experience and go see their fans. I know tickets still get bought and people still show up. It's not like the seats are empty. But it's like, damn, you ain't even got your real fans at the shows. But anyways, um, on the other True. hand, I hate that, you know, when people start making money, bro, and then we got to show everything. You got to report everything. Then they start being nosy. They want to know this, that. You know, like, I see both sides. Like, it's annoying in that aspect, but at the same time, some type of regulation was needed for this, in my opinion. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is not going to stop anything because uh, niggas don't pay their taxes. Niggas are willing to get to the point that their wages are garnished from their tax return before they pay their fucking taxes <laughs> on shit they know they owe uh-huh. outside of the regular taxes that you submit for your work of the year. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that these niggas are going to give a fuck about making more than 600? They're still going to be reselling it because we know how taxes go. I mean, it's not going to it's not going to block us on Ticketmaster if we didn't report our taxes last year. Like it's going to take a long time for shit to start going in the system like that. People are going to be able to resell and resell and resell and resell. It's not going to block anything. It's just going to take away from taxes that they get. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's probably something that don't really show or affect you into the long run. Yeah. Like people really won't probably see it into like five years on when you you realize you ain't fouled all these reselling profits the last five years and now they biting you in the ass. Yeah, and then you're like, damn, why did I get zero dollars from my income tax? Oh, you remember that (laughs) that shit that you was you was scheming (laughs) off us back then? Yeah, man. (laughs) You thought we forgot? (laughs) Yeah, you remember all them letters we said, all that shit you shredded. Yeah, (laughs) all that shit you shredded. Come on now, man. Like we let you have a good time. We had our eye on you the whole time. You spent our money up good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. We needed that back, my boy. Yeah. Enjoy spring break. <laughs> You're not taking your kids to SeaWorld, bitch. <laughs> Eat noodles, oh, man. nigga. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, no, this reminded me of, you remember when Cash App tried to do, I think, this exact same thing, and they said they was going to start making people report or file something for um, I guess the transactions are the amount of money that you were leaving like in your your cash bank nigga at said, one point. Nigga time. said, "Never mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all niggas ain't gonna do that shit." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel like it may go the same way, bro. Because you, 
Bro, it's like that news dropped one day and then the next day it was gone. Cash up was like, y'all niggas ain't gonna do that shit. <laughs> I ain't heard nobody file nothing they got from Cash App, I swear to God. Make it the fuck out of Yeah, unless you have a checking and savings open and you actually get your W two or four from that. Nah, man. Niggas yeah. don't come on now. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've had a lot of money go through in and out of like cash out. Like, come on now, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> right. And I they might send something to my email. I don't look at that shit. Get out of my face. <laughs> come on now. Real nigga. He's like, I already told you once. Real nigga, eat a dick. No, let me tell you twice. <laughs> like, come on now. What are we doing now? This is stupid. Yo. <clears throat> uh, where are we at with it next? Are we ready to leave IRS and, and the resellers? Okay, for sure. Um, no, wait, I'm sorry. We had we saw this happen with Taylor Swift. Okay, now, now now I'm starting to get into the politics, and I'm already knowing as I'm saying this. We saw this happen with Taylor Swift. We saw this happen with Beyonce and a little bit of Drake, and they changed the rules immediately. The IRS came in and stepped in. And I already said I was starting to do the politics as I was asking the question. Why have we not done this with the fashion and specifically the sneaker industry? But then I started to do the politics and I, I heard myself saying Taylor Swift. I heard myself saying Beyonce. And then I heard myself about to match that up with Kanye and Michael Jordan. They're, they're not, <laughs> they're not going to, the IRS is not going to step in. When they when Taylor when Taylor Swift is starting to move the shit like left and right, yeah, they're gonna step in. Kanye, they're not gonna step in. Yeah, yeah. For, for this shit, come on. Now. It just to me also as well. I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but uh, you got to look at what's on paper again. They're looking at revenue and how much revenue is gen- is being generated for these specific people. So if we just focus on Taylor Swift, if we just focus on Drake, Beyonce, Bad Bunny. Uh, Travis Scott, all of these people that are breaking these crazy records in revenue this year for their shows, and they seeing, oh shit, they making two, three, four, five hundred million dollars off the reselling of these tickets. No, we need some regulation. So I think that's why when you look at the fashion, the shoe market, it's a lot of fucking money being made over there too, but it's not just one person. It's a whole pool of people. So it's kind of harder to like track that down. But think about it. Like if you take... Just Kanye and Yeezy, I am positive those resellers have made way more money than any of those Ticketmaster resellers because we know the scape, like the, the the landscape of Yeezy resellers. We was there when the Red October's dropped, nigga. They have made millions reselling Yeezys, and I'm sure they've made more than this this one year worth of Ticketmaster scandal. Something I had to have fucking given. Like they could have, they could have fucked this up by now, or like they could have, they yeah. could have helped us out by now. Okay, so another another avenue that we can look at it from, still staying within these particular artists, they shut down the website, crashed the website. So let's think about more political in that aspect. Maybe they did piss some people off. You shut down my entire website. You cause all this traffic and lawsuits. People were suing Ticketmaster because they couldn't get tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. You know what I mean? So maybe it just caused a lot of havoc 
again, specifically more with the artists and how much revenue they were generating. Again, I'm not taking away from the resellers. I agree. They do make a lot of cash. Probably have made millions. It's just probably is just a larger deal with, like you said, like a Taylor Swift concert. Possibly. Because if you think about it, 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 it is, no, for sure. Because if you think about it, Kanye and Michael Jordan break the website every every week they drop. Exactly. Every week the the website breaks. For nigga, years. But been doing it, yeah. Yes, when Taylor Swift broke the website, the IRS stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it gets crazy. different. Yeah. Now, maybe it would be different if Kanye and Michael Jordan were selling their drops in mass. Because you know their drop, they'll only have a thousand pair that go out. After that is over until they sell it again in two or uh, two to ten years. More control. If they dropped a hundred thousand or a million pairs all across that made a billion dollars yeah. and a billion dollars worth of Yeezys got resell like resold for twice that, no, they gonna step That'd in. That'd be a problem. <laughs> That'd be a fucking problem. Hey, hey. Ooh, that would be a problem. Then they gonna snip somebody's head off of that. Hey. Is that <laughs> no, honestly, is that why they do limit releases, you think? Because if it gets if you have too much supply, ain't going to be no demand, right? That and think about how much money the reselling industry would get to. Mm-hmm. Kari, and the the fake versus authentic game, it would be so hard to tell the difference between all these different fucking shoes. There would be so much no, counterfeit really money going around. It's really crazy when you think about it. That's a lot that can happen. That could go wrong. That'd be a trillion dollar independent slash counterfeit industry. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Sheesh. And I'm only saying trillion dollar because the reseller market's probably already about to hit the billion dollar industry mark. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. No, let's keep the let's keep the drops limited. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I get it. <laughs> We're only gonna drop five thousand pair, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Just imagine every week you can go in and get them new Yeezys, and niggas still reselling. Nah, yeah, it'll kill the game. Or maybe that would kill resellers. That what I mean. It'll kill the game. Oh fuck that! We don't need resellers. Imagine if you can get the freshest fucking Jordans and Yeezys every week. But look, ah, yeah, Concords every week. But look. The resellers, who is also a part of their reselling game, the same people that are in those buildings at Adidas, at Nike, at Reebok, at New Balance, at Under Armour, they also in the reselling game. You've seen these high official and corporate executives' children get busted for selling all these shoes, counterfeit shit. Like, they in on it, too. So They're keeping the game alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all in cahoots together, just like... How we in cahoots together. <laughs> we just working with each other. They just not saying it. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. So, I don't know, bro. That's that's a uh, that's a good conversation, though. Like, we could talk about that all day long, you know, because it's, it's really, like, never ending. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do a, yeah, uh, a take on that. <clears throat> Let's move on. Let's just want to, uh, I just want to touch this just for a moment. Shout out Crazy Bone. Um, prayers up to Crazy Bone. Um, we've gotten reports that he was, he was rushed to the hospital. Um, reports were saying he was coughing up blood, something mm-hmm. of the something of the matter. Um, he's been battling like a, a sickness for some time that they haven't disclosed, but I think they put him in an induced coma. Um, and he underwent surgery 
not sure of the exact state right now, but we just, just want to say prayers up to Crazy Bone, prayers yeah. up for, for Bone Thugs. Yeah, absolutely. Prayers to the family, man. Uh, hoping for a speedy recovery. He's only like 50 years old, I believe. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, hear things like that and especially not knowing, you know, the specifics and everything that's going on. You can only just pray and hope. Uh, but yeah, man, again, Crazy Ball, praying for you. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on. Corey, we might be getting TV back sometime soon. Ah, this is exciting. As we know it, the writer's strike has began to close, Corey. Yes, sir. As of Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, we got news that they are in um, the final stages of finalizing the paperwork to end the the Writers Guild strike, or WGA or something like that strike. Um, And in the future, hopefully... More scripted TV, more movies will be to come in the 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 coming weeks or the coming months, hopefully. But um, they haven't talked any numbers yet or any actual specific disclosure. But what we can assume is that the writers will be getting more um, more money from the streams. Mm-hmm. They will be getting more backing from streamers, and um, they'll be getting more protection from AI. Yep. I have a little bit more I can read like more specific um, but you are correct. That's what they were pushing for like you said for streaming residuals and protection against the threat of AI in the film industry. Some details here it says uh, for the three year agreement it's going to bar the use of AI for writing or rewriting um, literary material and forbid studios from enforcing writers to use it. However allows writers to choose the use of AI to aid their their own writing upon receiving consent, and the deal also offers increased compensation for the writers and adds a new minimum staffing requirements for TV writers based on their episode count. I think that's nothing but fair because they're doing something that needs to be done in every sector of the entertainment industry. We're establishing, hey, this is what one stream means, and you're going to do this times this to get us here. We have a clear cut um, visual and we have an understanding of what this means to us. As long as they can understand what the stream means and they know what they're getting paid for specifically, I think we can move somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, it's just, um, this is just something that's temporary. Like I said, it's only three years. So we could, you know, be fighting for this all over again very soon. But um, in agreement with you, bro, like we said from the start, it's all about the actors getting paid, the writers getting paid, because they're the one that's putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? And especially with this threat of AI, we've talked about how serious this is, bro. They already not getting paid enough. And then you throw this whole fake technology that could do their job for them and take their pay. It's like, no, we got to put a stop to this. This is not only a threat to the writers this is a true threat to society in the future. If you don't pay that much attention, we do entertainment, so we kind of pay attention. If you don't pay that much attention to entertainment, you just turn your TV on and watch. When you start to get behind like certain things, you start to care about like the production, and you start to know, oh, 
he's a bad actor. Like, oh, this is bad acting. Oh, the storyline is terrible. Oh, this is that. Oh, the lighting's this. When you start to watch shows, it's going to be fucking horrible knowing 10 or 20 or 30 years down the line, there's no writers. This was all just scripted by computers. This was all just scripted by fake people. Like, the fake people made these shows. Yeah, we have actors, but what are we doing here? So yeah. I, I enjoy the fact that that they're trying to do things their way. And if they want to be able to use AI, hey, give me the chance. I mean, give me the opportunity of, hey, I have writer's block right now. Right, right. Let me use GPT or let me use AI or whatever they use to give me some ideas. And then maybe I can base something around that, but... We're gonna. We don't need to have fully scripted shows from from AI, um, as opposed to real writers. Yeah, for sure, bro. Uh, it's all about them giving their consent. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. One thing I wanted to mention, going back to kind of what I mentioned about the music earlier, and how uh, you know there were certain points, certain points in my life where I, I was so attached to the music. I can create that memory and look back on that. It's the same thing with TV and For film. sure. You know what I'm saying? So again, you said it would be a threat to society if AI became like the leading um, writers or whatever the case may be. And I totally agree, bro, because you got to think we were attached to TV because the stories were relatable. The writers probably were putting their own story into the TV and we watched it. We experienced it. We could say, damn, that shit really going on in my life. If it's robots and AI and artificial intelligence creating the stories and plots from that point on, we're not going to feel that. You're going to be able to know it's not real. Yep. And, And there's just certain brains and minds that are so amazing. You you can't do that with AI. AI can't be Spike Lee. AI can't be Steven Spielberg. AIB can't be M. Not, I mean, AI can't be um, M. Not Shyamalan. You, you can't get that with the computer. You can type in, hey, give me this type of movie with this type of this. But you don't get that crazy mind of certain people. Right. The creative mind of certain people. Man, y'all got to get the fuck out of here. Um, nah, bro, you, you so right. Right now, that's crazy. Shout out the writers. Now, I, I want to say this is not final. Um... Not only do these contracts have to be finalized, they still need to be signed. They're not signed yet. And the writers still have to vote on this. So we have not reached the end of this yet. Productions are not starting yet. They still said expect the entire fall and the entire winter to be full of reruns and reality TV. Don't expect any new scripted TV to, to go into the production or writing process until perhaps maybe the next few months when this is finished, and then we'll see new like new content next year. Yeah, I was going to say definitely first quarter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the voting dates are going to start October second and run through October 9th, so still a week out um, from that. Uh, but yeah, man, like one show that I've been watching recently, bro, Winning Time. Remember I told you they canceled. Oh, I got it. caught back up on Winning Time. They and canceled? They canceled Winning Time, bro. I fucking hate you niggas for canceling winning time because when the show started you could already see the ending of it the show began with his con- his aids confession first episode. or his hiv confession in the doctor's office first episode how do we get to season two 
And towards the the or at the the last episode, you guys start reading the fucking end of the 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 story. You start telling me magic went on to do this, and bird went on to. Why the fuck are you telling the whole story? Is this bitch ending, nigga? <laughs> Bro, is it over? Is it? I get on Google, <laughs> I type the shit in. A- HBO Max cancels winning time after Tuesday. Fuck, dog. When I tell you, I was so pissed off because. It just started getting really good off that. You know what I'm saying? The actors were fucking going crazy. It's always the niggas you hate on the show that if, if, if they can put that in your body, you know they are fucking good at their job. Paul fucking Westhead. <laughs> Man, I hated fucking Westhead this, like, this whole this season. season. He's a mark. Ooh, I hated Paul Westhead, man. Yeah, bro, but... Mark. What an actor, you know? Um, but we we um we saw that they canceled it. There were things about the writer's strike that I heard. Also, there were a lot of Lakers that did not like how they were portrayed on that show. Yeah, Jerry West, specifically. Jerry West fucking hates yeah, yeah. how he was portrayed on that show. Yeah, but even uh everybody so John C. Raleigh playing uh Jerry Buss. Jason Clark is playing Jerry West, and Jason Siegel is playing Paul Westhead. Um, and shout out Adrian Brony as well for playing Pat Riley. But, uh, bro, yeah, I think that adds to it. Like, yeah, I know they were saying, because that started in season one. Like, Jerry West is like, I'm not having oh, this yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You know that. what I'm saying? But um, it really had a lot to do with the writer strike as well. So I'm just bringing that up to say, like, I'm glad that they are moving in the right direction. Again, I know it's not final. But, bro, I ain't never just had a... Um, a show that I'm watching just cancel like that in the middle of the season. Like, it's episode, like, five or six, and it's the last episode. That shit was horrible. Yeah, it's trash, man. And it ended on them losing to the Celtics in the finals. Like, don't fucking end this season on a loss. Like, how do you end a show called Winning Time fucking trash. with the losing seat? We didn't even get to see these niggas beat Bird. Trash. Trash, bro. <laughs> with, with some of the best fucking uh, um, satire mm-hmm. with the closest looking actors I've ever fucking s- Magic and uh, Bird. That nigga look just like Magic. But Bird. Just like him. And, bro, did you know that was how Bird's dad went out? I didn't. No, I, I did didn't. not know that Bird's dad took a shotgun to himself. Yeah, I didn't. Right? Man. It was different back in the day, bro. Yeah. Crazy, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could feel you could feel in a lot of those moments, like on the show, like how old school people grew up. Yeah, you know those old stories you always hear about, like men had those hard nosed fathers who were drunk. They come home and beating on the kids, and they mama. never told them they love them. Shit like, like that. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that feeling. Like yep, a that lot was burning his dad. Yeah, a lot of kids back then grew up like that. Yeah, all. Me, me showing you I loved you was was a, was not going, a weakness. That yeah, but uh, it, it was me going to work, taking care of the family, making sure you have clothes on your back, that you go to school, that you smart, that oh, you eat. Gotcha, gotcha. Like that's that, how they show. That's me. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Like so they didn't say that shit because yeah, yeah. nigga, 
you good to go every morning and you go to sleep every night. You got food. Like, that's yeah. I love you, nigga. That's so. what I meant. Like, yeah, they weren't saying I love you. They weren't, you know, crying and shit like that. Now, now I love your ass, but, like, we ain't doing all that I love you shit. Yeah. Yep. Real real shit. My uh, my granddad was born in 1920. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, my whole life, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have said this to you. might have been off mic. Yeah. Um, I would tell this nigga I love him. He'd be like, he Okay. <laughs> Like granddaddy, man. Like, but I, but I love you, man. <laughs> man, I would I would hear him say it to my grandma, um, and I hear him say it to my mom. Of course, but no, nah, I would I would say that shit whether I was leaving the house, whether I was there with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Nigga never said that shit back. You knew he did, and of course that's my granddad. But <laughs> right. and I never took nothing to it. But like I would ask my mom, I'm like, why does he never say that? She was like, yeah, old school men don't they don't do that. They yep. don't even they don't tell each other that. It's real, bro. It's real. It's weird now because you know we so how we are. Yeah, it's I'm like, like I'm like nigga, I love you. What the fuck? I love my nigga. I'm gonna tell you straight up every day. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, man. Because because <laughs> nowadays, like, and maybe they just didn't think of it like that because they thought of life so black and white. Yeah, we on the like, man. I might not see your ass tomorrow, man. Right, for real. Yo, tell your people you love them type shit. Yeah. It's also society, though. I won't just give all of the blame to our people and how we grew up in our upbringing. Society builds that as well. They grew up in different times where they grew in men. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, like man. shut your ass up. They and let that bitch tell you I love you. Going back to even yo, my fault, uh, man. <laughs> my fault, man. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. My fault. But no, I'm saying going back to your, you know, your grandparents, man, being born in 1920, that's still like civil rights that they coming up in. You know, there's a lot of just factors where life was just different, bro. No cap. Yeah, man. And on uh on Tuesday, that was my granny's 93rd birthday. Shout out. That's a blessing. That's a fucking blessing, man. Oh Come on now. Still walking, kicking, running. Hey, what? I was over there talking to her the other day. I forget how long ago it was. What was that when you were cooking? What were we usually celebrating recently? Labor Day? Labor, Labor Day. Day. It was Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. Over there talking to granny, chopping it up. Perfectly fine. She understand everything, bro. Per- perfectly fine. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll talk yep, your yep. damn head off, man. But 93, man. Come on now. Bless him, man. Shout out to Granny. Old school. Now, my granny will tell me she love me. Stop playing. I'm my granny favorite. Mama told me I'm her brightest star. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Where are we at with? Oh, speaking of the writer's strike ending, as we got the news of the, the strike starting to end, we've got news that Kari, the office is getting a reboot. Coming yeah, back. Yeah, man, I did see this. This was uh, a trending topic this this past week for obvious reasons. The the writing strike, yes, but and it's the office. I was about to say the office has been, you know, one of the most critically acclaimed shows, one of the most critically acclaimed comedies. It ran from 05 to twenty thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, like I said, people really ranked this as one of the best TV shows of all time. And it's really one of those shows that even though it ran for a long time. It started to peak. It's one of those shows that peaked when it was done airing. After, right. Yeah, like, you know the the everybody hates Chris effect, the family guy effect, that once they finally take it off the air, it starts to do astronomical numbers. Yep. I've never been one to get into The Office. It's just because I, I, I know it has so many episodes. I'm like, man, I'm not doing this shit right now. But I know I need to. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I've seen so much about it. I've heard so much about it. It sits so high on the tier of television shows 
Should this be touched again, Corey, as somebody that watches it? No, not at all. Especially if you're not going to have every single person of the original cast, don't even do it. Are they not? I don't know. I haven't looked more into it, but if that's... You know how normally they do reboots. It's always somebody missing. That could be due to them passing away, but it also could be due to negotiations. People ain't on the right page. Maybe there's some... Some anger between people. It could be whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing. If you ain't if you can't get everybody from the original cast, don't do it. And guys, I, I hate to say this, and I'm I'm just because we live in so like such a different time that you can't do and say so many certain things. Any show that was in its peak or created and had its entire run before the the LGBTQ movement or before the Me Too movement, leave it back there because you're not going to be able to get to explore the things you explored back yep, then. Yep. Like whether you like that or not, whether you take whether someone takes that as a, a bad thing, a good thing, a shot, and you're not going to get to explore the content that you did back then. Leave those shows that were that were in its prime. Back there, you have to change so much. It might not even be funny anymore. Yep, yep. Couldn't agree more, man. That's one thing with the office as well. They they teetered that line. You walked that line a lot. I've seen that just in clips. They, they exactly. walked that line so much. What, bro? But that's what made it so funny because it's like, oh, this shit is really, it's real. This could really happen everyday life at the office at work, you know. So it was like a perfect plot. But yeah, bro, there were some things that they can't say today. Like, there's no way it gets <laughs> across today. And when you do, in today's times, there there's going to be more black characters on the show that you didn't see before because of inclusion. There's going to be more brown characters on the show that you didn't see before because of inclusion. Um there are going to be more situational topics pushing for certain things like Me Too things, LGBTQ uh, movement things yeah. that you didn't see before because we're in a different time. And yeah. we're going to draw everybody. We need to draw everybody. And everybody needs to love this show. Yeah. And then just just staying on content specifically within that conversation, I don't like that because you try to bring the modern slang and conversations into the show today. And it's like, bro... The com the reason why it's so funny is because it's early two thousands comedy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Comedy is completely different now. I don't want to see these same actors trying to play these same characters with twenty twenty three comedy. Yep. It's gonna suck. Leave it there. Now, what would be okay is the same way there was a British office. They did this office. If you completely redo the office, all new, let that trial and error. If that if that Crashes and burns, hey, it crashed and burned. But if they rebooted it with all new people, that might work. Because then you'd be able to do all of the things we were talking about with inclusion. And it would be just fine. It would be perfectly fine because we wouldn't expect anything different. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to watch The Office so I can be like, man, whether or not this needs a reboot. You got to. Um, But again, you know, a huge fan of The Office. I don't think it needs it. It it doesn't. The Office is huge, bro. They don't need any more to give to it for it to to be recognized as one of the greatest shows forever. It's going to always have that title. It's going to always hold that rank. I don't think they need the reboot, but we'll see. We'll see, man. I think we have one more topic before we wanted to 
end it off here. Is that right? Yeah, man. Where are we at with it? Craziest shit I've ever seen, probably on the headline. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm seeing it now. Oh, a Maryland hospital car has successfully transplanted a pig heart into a human to to save his life. This is the second known pig heart transplant in history. Mm. And it was successful. He's alive today, Corey. Yeah, He's breathing. living, breathing, moving Oinger. with a pig heart. I don't know if he's been released from the hospital. I don't know how that, that situation has gone for him. But that was a successful heart transplant surgery. Do you have more details? Yeah, this was reported by AP News. Uh, it says the procedure went down at the University of Maryland School of, School of Medicine. The 58-year-old patient has responded well. In fact, he's reported as sitting up laughing just a couple of days after surgery, which saved him from the heart failure. And from what I was told or read, it's a genetically modified pig heart. That makes it even worse. Um, let's see if I can if I can find a little more information. Yeah, it says surgeons in Baltimore have transplanted the heart of a genetically altered pig into a man. yeah a man with terminal <laughs> heart disease who had no other hope for treatment. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Corey, I want to ask you if you were in a situation where you had terminal heart disease and no other hope for treatment, and they're like, man. We can't get you a heart transplant. Then we can't find one. But there's there's hope. We have a pig heart. It will suffice. You will live. You will breathe. You will walk. You will run. Maybe not sports, but you will live, and that's what's important. Mm -hmm. But you have heart failure, and it's it's serious. You only have seventy two hours to live left. Car, are you taking that pig heart? <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm taking that pig heart. You, you motherfucker, <laughs> you dirty, you dirty nah, motherfucker. Nah, Corey. bro. Uh, nah, if you give me if you give me that situation, oh hell yeah, I'm taking it. But right now, reading that, um, nah, bro, that shit just sound crazy to me. Like I gotta see more study. It's only been successfully done twice. Okay, how long did they actually survive and live after this? Because like, how are they really thriving and surviving off of a GMO heart? I just got so many different questions. I need answers about when it comes to that. But if I'm laying in a bed, heart failure, I ain't got nobody with me. The doctor tell me I got 72 hours, but they could possibly save my life with this heart sitting right here next to me. Hell yeah, I'm going to say. Um, Let's yeah, do it. Let me, let me provide a little more for you. Um, I think this is about the first one. It says the transplantation was performed by Dr. Barley Griffith, who operated on the first patient. Um, doctor, blah, 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 school of medicine, designed the protocol. Mr. Bennett was the one who received it. Um, I'm just seeing them call him Mr. Bennett. Uh, he received the, the first pig heart. Mr. Bennett died after multiple complications and traces of a virus that infects pigs were, uh, yeah, that were found in his new heart, raising Concerns that the so-called xenotransplant of organs from animals to people could introduce new pathogens into the human population. Hospital officials said they repeatedly tested the pig um, used in the transplant last week for both viruses called porcine, blah, 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 and antibodies using a new ace, uh, assay um, that was not available at the time for Mr. Bennett's transplant. They said that that new heart doesn't have those <laughs> 
those viruses. So with that information, Corey, are you taking the pig or are you just going to fucking die? Yeah, I'm just going to die. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm a living rare fucking around. disease? That's probably worse than just heart failure. Yeah, I know, bro. I've lived long enough, bro. If I'm at that point, the Lord is obviously trying to tell me I need to come see him. So I'm going to go see him. Yeah. I'm I, cool on it, bro. I read a little too much Bible. I'm like, I'm not taking a big heart. Yeah, like, it get, yeah, it get, it get weird, man. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. A pig heart? What is this, Animal Farm? Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I'm starting to think a little bit more on it now that we're starting to see about yeah, the, the virus. What the fuck are we doing? Yep. Pig heart? All right, y'all do what y'all need to do. <laughs> I knew, never mind. He's going to get pissed off. Yeah, yeah. I saw the picture of the guy that did it, guys. I knew it. Hey, look, we're not going to say what we need to say. Uh, we saw the picture of the guy that got the heart. Hey, we knew it. <laughs> hey, we knew it, y'all. <laughs> do you have anything else before we get out of here, Corey? Nah, bro, that's it for me. All right, man. I think that's going to do it. That's episode 271 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Your boy, Roderick. I'm Jakari. We checking out. All right, man, let's get out of here. I done popped a perky, waiting on a Addie. Got us doing things we ain't done before. Fucking you in mansions, crib came with expansions. Doing dirty things behind closed doors. I got you to your psych. Got you catching feelings, we were so tight. That pussy good, I co-sign. We both end up doing dirty things behind closed doors. Riding like a snow bike. Drowning in that pussy, I'm a no Dive. You got that shit that got no price Diamonds dripping on you like a cool Sprite Heart-shaped mattress in my bedroom Too dark coupe, ain't got no leg room If you listening, I'm flushing out them heirlooms Ain't no questioning, you doing what I say, so Unreal as they come, coming from the snow Gave you bigger goals and made you number one Say you walking out the door, oh, bitch, you better run I'm still that nigga, baby, hotter than the sun yeah. I done popped a perky, waiting on a Addie Got us doing things we ain't done before Fucking you in mansions, crib came with expansions Doing dirty things behind closed doors I got you to your psych Got you catching feelings, we were so tight that pussy good, I co-sign We both end up doing dirty things behind closed doors I love the way you deal with a nigga that's so anti Knew it was real when you got my name tatted on your backside You love my highs and my lows in the worst way And you make every day I wake up feel like my birthday Every time I'm gone, I think about what I would do If you was here right next to me Say, baby I always kept it classy. Yeah. You should be so embarrassed. Put down one way to pay. On a 12 hour flight with just your. I couldn't wait, I'm on the way, I'm on the road. Wait too long, so spin away, I gotta know. Do you still think about me when you're all alone? Do you still think about me when you're in your zone? I just been thinking about taking off all in your lingerie.
I just been thinking about stretching you I'm taking time on you, baby I know I make you emotional Tell me you love me You know when I get emotional Sometimes it get hard for you to breathe I know what you mean Kissing in between days keep shaking You know what it is You know what I sound you need, man, man It's been so long You've been away from me I came all this way So baby, stay with me Couldn't wait, I'm on the way, I'm on the road. Yeah. Sometimes it's silence that speaks to the soul. Do you still think about me when you're all alone? Do you still think about me when you're in your zone? It's been so long since you've been away. Why you ain't pulling up 